Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Now, everybody knows Rodney King became famous after that beating by the Los Angeles police in 1991, which was caught on videotape and shown worldwide. You can probably say that uh, that video is one of the first videos to ever go viral before the internet. <laughs> even, even Emmett Till's death, right? Emmett Till's death went viral through the newspaper because Emmett Till's mother wanted an open casket for the world to see what they did to her son but that's another story now see Rodney King beating right it was a guy named George Holiday who had heard the commotion in the street and he secretly videotaped it on his brand new camcorder and look right at first right he took the video to the LAPD to show the chief what the cops were doing but they ignored him and that's when he sent it to the news TV station. Now, that guy, George Holiday, he only recorded two minutes of that video, you know, so, which means they probably was beating him longer than that, but he only got two minutes of footage. And that footage, it showed Ronnie King took like, what, over 50 nightstick blows, kicks by cops, which left him with 11 skull fractures, a broken eye socket, facial nerve damage a shattered ankle and a bunch of other injuries and the cops got off when they got off that started one of the most deadliest race riots in history with more than one billion dollars of damage being done and 50 people dying wow but see what i want to get into today right is rodney king's mysterious death and which family members believe was foul play, which came two months after the 20th anniversary of the Los Angeles riots. Because look, to be honest, when I heard about his death, the first thing that came to my mind was maybe the police had something to do with it, but that's not the case. So let's get right into it, right? Let's dig deep into the story. Now, on Father's Day, Sunday, June 17, 2012, Rodney King was found dead underwater at the bottom of his swimming pool. Now, the story goes, now see, Rodney, right? Rodney and his fiance at the time, her name was Cynthia Kelly, who he actually, he met her at the case. She was actually a juror on his case in 1994. Look, she was the only black member of the jury and she took up for him. She took up for Rodney because everybody else on the jury wanted to award him just $100,000 and just send him on his way because they felt he was just gonna blow it anyway. Even Los Angeles Mayor Tom Bradley 
offered Rodney $200,000 and a four-year college education funded by the city of Los Angeles. But, but you know, Rodney, man, he stuck to his guns and stood his ground, and he refused, man. And he sued the city and won $3.8 million because, see, he felt the situation was bigger than him. He was fighting against police brutality all around the world. And at that time, Rodney and Cynthia, they both, both of them, man, they was married. But after the case was over, they hung out. They ate at a restaurant, but that was it. Then they went on their separate ways, but they messed around on and off through the years. And they was both married at the time. But then years later, Rodney, he never forgot her because he was divorced now. And in 2010, one day he just called her up out the blue and asked, was she single? And she was at the time. And they started dating. And later on, they got engaged. Now, the day before Rodney died, right, which was a Saturday. Now, according to his fiance, Rodney and one of his friends had been at the house drinking and smoking weed all day. And around 2 a.m. in the morning, she said she went to bed. But then around 5 a.m. that morning, she was awakened by Rodney, who was standing there naked, making grunting and growling sounds in the backyard and banging on the glass door. That's when she asked him what was wrong. And then he fell and tripped over a table. And when she saw that, she went for a cell phone to call for help. Minutes later, she heard a splash in the pool. So she ran out to see what had happened. And that's when she discovered his body at the bottom of the pool. And she called the police. Now, she told the police, right, that Rodney King, the one the cops beat, this is what she told the police on the phone, the 911 operator. Rodney King, the one the cops beat, was at the bottom of their pool. Now, when the operator asked what happened, she said she was sleeping and all of a sudden she heard something fall, like the table. And then she looked over and went to find him and that's when she saw him face down in the deep end of the pool. Now, the 911 dispatcher also asked her if she was able to get in the pool to get him out. And that's when she told them that she couldn't swim. But she did say she tried to use a pitchfork and a hoe to try to bring him out. She said uh, she threw a shovel into the water to try and wake him up, but he wasn't responding. But she didn't jump in to save him because she wasn't a good swimmer. Moments later, about five minutes later, police arrived and an officer jumped in the pool and poured Rodney's naked body onto the deck and did CPR until the paramedics arrived. But by the time he reached the hospital, which was about 45 minutes later, he was pronounced dead at 6.11 a.m. Now, police on the scene, right, they investigated and it was a known fact that Rodney was a good swimmer and there were no indications he hit his head on the poolside or suffered any other trauma. There was also no indications that alcohol or drugs were a factor at that time, even though 
they did take a marijuana plant out of the house, but they just labeled his death an accidental drowning because there was no signs of foul play, suicide, and no sign of trauma to the body. Now, police also said they found no traces of blood, but then, check this, later on, they said blood was found smeared on the door glass and some drops on the pool deck and which later turned out to be that he cut his thumb when he fell over the table. Now, his next door neighbor told police that she did hear a man, which probably was Rodney King, crying in his backyard right before the incident. And she also heard his fiance pleading with him to come into the house. And then she heard a splash in the pool because she had a window open. She could hear everything. Hmm. Another neighbor said there was a loud late night party at Rodney's house. And then in the early morning, an argument, just a bunch of yelling back and forth. And they did know that Rodney liked to swim at night in the dark. Now, police did claim that when they asked his fiance Cynthia to recount her original story, the facts change, leading them to think she could be covering up something. But for the most part, they just treated it as an accident rather than a homicide. But see, that made the family and friends think that there was some foul play involved because at first she stated, his fiance Cynthia, right? She stated that after she had a conversation with Rodney, she heard a banging on the window. That's what she said at first, y'all, that she had a conversation with him. Then police asked her to recount her story. And she said that after the window banging, she heard him fall into the pool. Now, Rodney's family claimed that every time she recount the story about the incident, the facts change, which leads to them to believe that she is covering up something. And plus Rodney, Rodney could swim like a fish, they say. Say so he can swim. He was an avid swimmer and he loved surfing. And his pool was only six feet deep. They just want to, basically, they just want her to give them more in-depth information than what she told police. And they just want to know if he was in pain or upset about something. If something was wrong at the time because she wouldn't tell them. She didn't tell the family. And she also failed to tell the police about the numerous problems her and Rodney struggled with for years. Or about the ugly words she and Rodney exchanged shortly before he was found dead. Because just like the neighbors said, she heard Rodney crying and moaning. And she heard Cynthia pleading for him to come inside the house. And look, one of his close friends write, celebrity boxing trainer named Damon Feldman said he spoke to Rodney at 4 p.m. that Saturday and he was excited and in good spirits. They say they talked about his future in boxing because, see, Damon Feldman, he was training him to fight. He was getting ready to fight legendary baseball player Jose Canseco on pay-per-view in a couple months for a celebrity boxing event. Now, Damon Feldman said when he heard about Rodney's death that day, he called Cynthia and asked what had happened. 
and she told him something so disturbing that he called the police to tell them his concerns that Rodney's fiance may have had a hand in his death because see he knew them Damon Feldman knew Rodney and Cynthia because he would hang out with them and he worried about them as a couple long before this even happened he said he knew Rodney wanted out of the relationship and was trying to end it a few months ago but couldn't break loose from her plus he witnessed a real bad argument between them in Philadelphia only three weeks before his death and that argument he said was so bad that it almost turned into a physical altercation because Rodney was getting back on his feet and doing positive things at the time and he was getting a lot of attention in which she didn't like he said there was some serious jealousy going on and she wanted to control him he was boxing he was training he was physically fit and he feels that there's more to the story and believes she knows what that is and Damon Feldman said from his perspective that she was all about the money because Rodney was getting like five figures from his boxing fights and her cut and he would give her some money too but she wanted to get more and she didn't seem to care because Rodney was such a nice guy he was an easygoing nice guy that anyone could take advantage of his kindness he even said look Damon Feldman said even the fact that Rodney was naked when he was found drowned is thought to be strange and suspicious Hmm. Now, when it came time to bury him and plan his funeral, his family said that they didn't have enough money to pay for his burial. Because, look, they wanted they wanted to bury Rodney at the Forest Lawn Cemetery in Hollywood Hills where Michael Jackson is buried, which was going to cost them about $22,000. And they say, although... Rodney King, he won the $3.8 million settlement in that lawsuit, but he was broke. He was now broke. They claim he died penniless. Man, that's sad, man. And look, they ain't want his fiance there. They ain't want Cynthia there. They ain't invite her because they think she knows more than what she's telling. And they wanted to wait to hear what the official cause of death was from the autopsy but you know look somehow they got the money up they raised the money for the funeral and they had two funeral services one private service for the family and close friends of the family and the other service was for the public and you know what's crazy <laughs> inside his casket inside his casket they had the words can't we all get along which they thought would be a touching tribute wow on August 23rd, 2012, his autopsy results came back finally, and it said he died of accidental drowning from the combination of alcohol, cocaine, and PCP that they found in his system. Now, the coroner said that the effects of the drugs and alcohol combined with his heart condition probably participated a cardiac arrhythmia, and Rodney incapacitated in the water just was unable to save himself now what's crazy is just months 
Before his death, he released a book titled The Riot Within, My Journey from Rebellion to Redemption. And he was talking about a lot of things in the book. I'm sure the LAPD didn't like, but in an interview, he did forgive those cops, though. He forgave those cops. And at the time of his death, Rodney was changing his life, even though he still struggled with alcohol and drug abuse. You know, he was arrested uh, on and off for years, still drunk driving, stuff like that. But he was trying to get himself together. But he'd been through a lot, though. He'd been through a lot. But he was moving in a positive direction. He was looking at a Hollywood movie deal about his life. And like I said earlier, he was taking boxing serious. He was actually in good shape at the time because... He was undefeated. He was 4-0. And he was, they say he was getting five-figure paydays. That's what they say. That's how much money he was getting, five figures. But, you know, to be fair, right, let's be fair. Let me say this about Cynthia from what I researched. Well, CNN news anchor Don Lemon, he did an interview with Rodney King and Cynthia Kelly for the 20th uh, anniversary back in 2011 of that LAPD beating and he describes Cynthia as a grounding presence in Rodney King's life and even though Rodney had difficulty holding on to a job it was Cynthia she was the one who got up every day for work who took charge who even got Rodney dressed telling him what to wear and she really took care of him even the cops man the cops they believed the two. The cops believed that she was telling the truth about what happened. Even to the reason why she didn't jump into the pool herself to try to rescue him because she couldn't swim. And she was smaller than Rodney. So trying to lift or pull an unconscious or dead waterlogged man over six feet tall weighing 200 pounds to the surface. It's not going to be easy, they say. So they believed her. So... You know, she hasn't done an interview or anything, so I wonder if she still lives in that house, though, or if Rodney had a will or something. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. And the guy, uh, George Holiday, that plumber who videotaped the beating of Rodney King in the Lakeview Terrace back in 1991, he just died a couple days ago from COVID. What a shame. And you know what else is crazy and spooky? This is crazy and spooky. If it's true now, if the information is true, what Rodney King did put it in his book. And, you know, he said his father, Ronald King, died in the bathtub back in 1984. But I don't know how he died, whether he drowned or, or what, but he was an alcoholic. So they both kind of died the same way. Kind of spooky, man. Just like Whitney and Bobby Christina. Man, that's crazy, man. You know, Spike Lee did do a, a movie titled Rodney King back in 2017. So, y'all make sure y'all check that out. That might have been the movie he was looking at during that time to do. But, uh, you know, Spike Lee did a movie. Another movie, too, came out, um, was based on him in the riots called Kings. Holly Berry was in that one. Y'all check that out too. And I know Rodney King's daughter has started a nonprofit called the Rodney King Foundation. So y'all can donate to that too. Y'all want to, man. Show some support. So what y'all think, CU crew? 
<laughs> what y'all think, man? Was this death an accident or a foul play? Let me know. But rest in peace to Rodney King, man. Rest in peace to that brother, man. He was 47 years old. Y'all stay tuned for more episodes.